0: What is up, Pump Fake Nation, and the Fight Club League members? Thank you for joining the Pump Fake Podcast, brought to you by the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated. I am Benny P., and join with me, as always... Okay, always, except for now, uh, usually is Patrick P., but with that, I welcome in a the newest member to the Pump Fake Nation, it is jackson bennett perryman seven pounds four ounces born on november 9th tuesday 2021 we welcome a new member to the fight club league nation happy to have you here for those reasons patrick p is going to be out of commish for the foreseeable future so i will be either writing solo dolo from weeks to come um or just getting a lot of guests or potentially not doing a podcast so we'll see how you guys like this one and the content that we have throughout the weeks all that to be said our goal is to cover all the content notable topics and matchups from the fight club fantasy football league we make no promises on time i make no promises on time but i do make promises on effort i promise you there's a lot of effort for me to be here right now what do we have on the dock tonight you ask let me just tell you we get into trade talks with who else but Lucas and griffin s as we talk group griffin f and we talk about just the the trade that occurred um Get their thoughts on the league as a whole and allow them to just kind of vent some of their thoughts. Uh, We also get into the waivers. Not a whole lot happened, but I think that's worth noting that nothing big happened, so congratulations to the league. Headlines also occur. We talk a little bit about uh, a little move by Davis that I thought was interesting, so stay tuned for that. Uh, And Evan's prayers, one of the hot topics going into Thursday night football tonight, Evan's prayers. So we'll see if those are answered. We also do a little bit of a review, and we do a pick them so updating you guys on the overall score as to where me and evan or me and patrick p are at for the remainder of the season again reviewing last week's setup so all that on the docket it's a juicy one for you Uh, i was able to keep it under an hour and a half as we have been trying to do the last couple of weeks no real announcements other than jackson's birth and the foreseeable future of this being a solo pod or having a couple of phone guests so with all that being said i hope you guys enjoy the pod i love you
1: Do not talk about like Not Do not talk about like not talk about
0: Alright, so Pump Fake Nation We're here with uh, none other than Griffin Fulkerson Joining us on the pod Griffin, uh, say hello to the people, man
2: Hello people, how are you doing? I know I've been better <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh buddy I wanted to uh, I wanted to bring Griffin on the pod for a new, a number of different reasons. Uh, primarily, he was involved in a trade, and this is a segment for trades that I'll go ahead and debrief at the beginning of this before we get started. But um, I wanted to get your – well, honestly, I just want to give you a moment. Uh, anything you want to say to the Fight Club League members? Anything you want to just relief kind of off your chest Man. while you've got the, the ear of the league?
1: Oof. Uh –
0: it well, doesn't have to be too deep, too here, deep, so but even when we were texting, you were saying uh, that it was, uh, it's was. it been a rough season. been a rough season it, for your boy. Yeah, so it's just, been tough. Just, just unpack that say, from a manager standpoint, yeah.
2: Yeah, from the beginning, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I really did a, a really bad job of drafting for this format.
0: Well, I think that. I don't feel game, like that's fair. I, I don't consistent. know. I I feel like whenever we did leave, I felt like there was a – how can I say this? I mean, like, I think people were really impressed with your team, and, like, they were impressed with the depth and all that stuff. Now, yeah. I mean, that's, again, all at the jump. We just thought that. But obviously it didn't pan out. But I wouldn't say that – I mean, obviously time does tell us what happened. But I just – I don't know. I don't, I don't remember leaving being like, Griffin did not do a good job of drafting. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, I, I honestly felt amazing about my team leaving because I saw a steady 10 to 15 to 20 um, bid players. So right. I think Connor Fulkerson put it pretty nicely a while back was uh, I just had a lot of like B-tier, C-tier players. But when I experienced those injuries, which I, I knew would happen because it happens for every team right. –
1: um,
2: Rather than replacing a stud with a B tier, I was replacing a B tier with a C tier. Um, And I think that lesson for me, before we drafted, one of my friends who had done auction drafts in the past let me know that you really do have to go for a couple studs or you just will not win. Like, it's impossible. Hmm. You have to get some tier one players. And I listened to him, but then I took my risk adverse uh, spread the wealth approach, which was really fun. Right. Uh, and it gave me, I had a budget and it, it gave me, uh, authority when bidding. If you look back on the auction day, like I was really assertive with my numbers because I knew, okay, I can bid up to this number. So there's no reason for me to hesitate or play the game of going once, going twice, and then bidding up. Um, I just knew my limit. I, I would say, uh, I think I should have gone a little bit over my limit for Aaron Jones. Yeah. I think the, the limit was 55, and I think Evan S. went 55 or 56 for him. I definitely should have paid up to like well, low 60s.
0: What that does for you is it probably shrinks your budget down enough to where you're not spending for J.K. Dobbins, which I'm just like mm-hmm. being honest. Like, it, it probably, like, I mean, $1 bid difference for Aaron Jones on your squad versus the alternative of a J.K. Dobbins who gets injured preseason and all that stuff happens, Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it really changes the tide, right?
2: Which is tragic. Yeah, and yes. I mean, talk about the Ravens' backfield. That's crazy. They've Ed, had a wild season.
0: Ed has Man. had his hand uh, in the mix with that team, for sure. It's, uh, it's undoubtedly. Ed, the, uh, the injury god, has definitely paid oh. his respects. Oh, Ed! Yeah, no, no you're Ed. not. You're not talking to Ed right now. It's just, I just wanted to say that he's been busy with that team. Oh, thank okay. You guys. <laughs> um, <Ed. laughs> so, so I, I want to try to keep the fantasy gods off of this podcast. Honestly, I don't. I don't okay, want them yeah. chiming in. I want them to stay at their, where they're located. I don't have Patrick <laughs> to help me out. So, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. So all that to be said. I mean, do you do you find yourself? You know, obviously, um. Let's see. I with the with the rebrand, with the changing of identities, chilling with my homies, two and seven right now, do you see the next five weeks going well for you to go maybe five hundred on the season? A seven and seven? Is that what you're hoping? Or what's your realistic expectations?
2: I mean, of course I'm hoping for that. Mm-hmm. My realistic expectation is that you continue your cold streak and I put together a couple of wins Dude. because me and you are really sitting at the bottom of record and points for. So my only hope to not get into the suit is for you to fall apart.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean honestly, honestly though, like I've i definitely thought yeah. about it. The reality is that it was the conversation was between you, Tiz, and Eric Johnson, which both of them have started to trend up uh, in that direction. Eric Johnson yeah. turning it around, Tiz turning it around just a little bit. But yeah, me and Kevin, me and uh, me and Evan both on a four-game skid, potentially five-game skid going into this week. Is absolutely brutal. So, yeah. um, which I will say, sleeper has done an update to where the winning streak now, if you're a winning streak, then it has flames behind That's your. Cool. It, I like it. Yeah, yeah, I was like, it needs to have an iceberg behind mine. Who has, it? Like, Who has it right now? Patrick. E, and, yep. Um, let's see. I honestly, I'm on. So, I think it's Luke. Does Luke have? Yes, Luke is on a yeah. win streak of I want to say three or four. Patrick is on a win streak of either three or four. So.
2: Yeah. But, I will say I, I I thought the same thing. I saw the flames and I was like, wait, I think you have a I think you have a five k blue streak right now, Ben.
0: Uh, you know it wouldn't surprise I guess me you're
2: wrong, but I'm pretty sure I just should have it Iceberg.
0: I know that it's been rough sledding that yeah. is for sure i uh, so here's the thing uh, honest with the the podcast is that I'm having to do all this on the. Internet interface, which is jank compared to the phone interface, because obviously I'm talking to you on the phone right now. So yeah. I, uh, for recording purposes, I'm having to try my best on the sleeper, um, on the sleeper inner inter. Oh, you got it. Interface, you got it. but all that to say, okay, I do want to bring you on for. I mean, me the, uh, the most important topic of conversation for this section is the is the trade that took place between you and Luke mm-hmm. S, and the uh, the, I mean the rebrand uh, of sorts between the two of you so the group me does say uh, five eight total votes five of which um, which I won't go into the details as to which four did not vote but five of which in favor of you said that you won the trade I also voted that you won the trade and I wanted to hear from you um, just for the listeners Zay Jones Kenny Galladay and Lamar Jackson for Odell Beckham JD McKissick and Patrick Mahomes. So Scruff receiving Patrick Mahomes, JD McKissick, and Odell Beckham for essentially Lamar Jackson. And I wanted yeah. to Yeah. Tell me tell me how you got there. Tell me how the trade the trade acquisition process, just how you guys were communicating, was it far off from this when you first started? Just kinda of walk me through it.
2: Yeah, I can walk you through it. Uh, Luke reached out to me the day of the trade. Honestly, an hour before the trade happened, I think I was in a vulnerable place. Mm. Uh,
3: and, and as was he. Uh, Mahomes was starting to get a little cold, and Lamar is hot, 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 hot. Yes, hot, hot. yes, he uh,
2: is. I do love me some big trusts, and it was hard to give him up, mm-hmm. uh, especially when he can put, like, 55-plus up in one week. Like, right. that's – it's really – impressive when he does that but when I was looking at the trade and now even looking back like the fact that Odell is going to the Rams I know uh, one of the like heaviest pass offenses like and they weren't even a part of the conversation so I think that that's one of the best places he could have gone right so if I take all of the pieces into account now uh, to answer your first question it was all done via text Uh, Luke is a a pleasure to do business with Mm. and uh, great guy it's cool to think back reflect on csf shift group uh him and connor leading that and now look at us
0: look at us you're beating him in a trade you know you've come a long way (laughs) yeah Yeah.
2: so and it's it's (laughs) weird i've had a i don't want to jinx myself but i've had a consistent amount of luck if you guys remember the trade value retention metrics from last year Mm, uh, okay when we traded dak prescott got injured like the next week or something. Of yes, course, that skewed yes, the numbers, but I, I think the rest of season ranking, I, do recall. Um, I had like 46 in comparison to the second place of like 13. Uh, so I've had luck in the past with trading. I traded with Luke once. It gave me a win against Isaac. I've traded with Luke now a second time. Patrick Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, and so is Lamar Jackson. Right. I think Lamar is a little bit more exciting. Because of his running ability. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's just so impressively good.
0: Um, so, what I'll say on that stat, real quick, is Patrick Mahomes, right now, 253 total fantasy points, but the last two weeks, trending downward, or the last three weeks, my goodness, 10.34, yeah. 19.2, and 14.6. My goodness. Whereas yeah. Lamar Jackson on the opposite side is technically, so Lamar or Patrick Mahomes is technically two. Lamar Jackson is technically four. And as of the last, I mean, three weeks was 41.4. He had a bye week. And then almost 30 points against Cincinnati. So definitely Mm -hmm. hot. Hot, hot, hot. hot, hot. Yeah. Hot, 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 hot. Hot, hot.
2: Yeah. He's a a baller. And Mm -hmm. I think that Patrick Mahomes is a natural-born competitor. And he's going to
0: challenge himself to just absolutely air it out on Sunday night. Yeah,
3: seriously.
2: Um, And I believe it's against the Raiders, so rivals there in our division? Are they in the same division? Let's see.
0: So I honestly can't tell you about the division, but I can tell you it's the Las Vegas Raiders. So, yeah, definitely going to be. So I guess that answers my question I was going to ask. Obviously, you've got Mahomes turning it around. Um, I don't know. It's really hard, you know, watching him this season being, honestly, as bad as he's been these last couple mm-hmm. of weeks and honestly the Chiefs not performing the way that they were supposed to perform. No, it does make you yeah, it just makes you wonder. You know what I mean? It makes you think yeah. uh is he falling off? Is there recovery left for this season? Obviously you think so. I think so. Yeah, I think
2: that they'll uh, they'll get it back together. And the cool part is is those are both tier one QBs. Right. Uh but then if you look at the other pieces, uh Kenny Galladay I I was excited about him at the beginning of the season. I think he's a great receiver. I love
0: Kenny Galladay.
2: He's injury prone and Daniel Jones is bungus. So (laughs) I, I'm okay with not
3: having him and I was going to drop Zay Jones because I needed to pick up a, a kicker. Right.
2: Um, but so he was literally just a a piece to give. So Zay worth nothing. Kenny Galladay, an injury prone receiver on a bad offense. Yeah. Um, and in return, I got uh, J.D. McKissick, who yeah. is insurance for Antonio Gibson, who is questionable right now, so already could be great. Because when J.D. is the starter, he's a, a dual threat like Gibson, and honestly, right. he's, he's had a better success going solo than Gibson has this year. Mm-hmm. I believe Gibson's sitting at 23rd overall, and McKissick's at 24, and McKissick's the RB two on the team so if gibson's out because it could get 15 plus uh and i'm excited about that insurance i think it's good to have that handcuff it there's more value on my bench than on luke's bench and we we kind of talked about that he gave me odell as a it was between odell and renfro and Hmm. uh, after the trade happened yeah i i kind of wanted to revert and go renfro uh just for the
0: like He's definitely assurance. a safe play. Yeah, definitely a yeah. floor play, for sure.
2: Yeah, safer in, in, at that point. But now, like, Odell could be a low-tier wide receiver, two for the rest of the season, which yeah. is awesome. Like, once he once he gets clicking there and uh, isn't injury-prone, but uh, yeah. or it doesn't, like, re-aggravate the shoulder, I believe. It's his rotator cuff. Uh, hmm.
0: Definitely a piece to, uh, if you find yourself in the toilet bowl, uh, definitely a piece you want to have. I mean, as far as like going deep into the season and finally dealing with that team that, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's going to help you whenever, you know, he has those blow up games. So for sure. Very, very good point there. Hmm. Yeah. I think
2: overall, uh, Lamar is better than Mahomes slightly. Uh, and if Mahomes gets it back together, Mahomes has potential to be the top scorer of the week. Uh, J.D. McKissick, better than Galladay, and has more value on my bench. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And uh, Odo Beckham Jr. for the Rams over Zay Jones uh, 100% of the time. So I'm happy with the way the trade turned out. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and what I would probably say to that is I think there's a good chance whenever I talk to Luke later in the podcast is that he's going to say, I mean, the reality is that he's got a pretty stacked team. So being able to give up, I yeah, mean, to a, insane. Yeah, yeah, giving up to a sense. I mean, being able to essentially lose the trade, so to speak, for the gain for his team of a of a superior quarterback, which he needs to essentially complete his roster, is a. Um, I mean, obviously, it's it's a it's a bullet you're willing to take if you're in Lucas if you're in Lucas's spot.
2: For sure, it's competitive too. Uh, who's in his division that's also seven and two? Uh, let's see.
0: Is it Kev? Uh, Kev is the only one. Let's see. Yeah, so definitely pulling him up now. Give me a second. Affirm. Nope, not affirm. You got it, you got it, you got beat it. Beat that A. Yep. 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 Kevin Wallace and Luke Poo. Seven point. That
2: is tough. Yeah,
0: it is. Yeah, it is.
2: To be in the same division as Kevin Sweez Wallace. This year, he and
0: is Eric Johnson children. trying to beat out Lukeypoo Poo and Kevin Wallace. That's tough. <laughs> That's tough.
2: Gosh. Oh, Eric J. Or Golly. I will say, uh, for Davis and Luke joining the the league this year. It's a pleasure. We love having you here. Oh, hasn't it been a joy? The past two seasons, I've done well for myself. I'm not bad at fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) I feel so uh, humbled. Sure, I think it's a great word. Um, (laughs) Man, I I, I felt great after the draft. I was like, man, I have so much depth. J.K. Dobbins is about to blow up. I think I got him for good value injured everybody else just yeah. not good uh exactly. but hey talk about a, a fun win against isaac that was that was wild and yeah. eric, eric j put up 88 this past week and that's the only way i, I win. so there was, there was a Jeez. lot of luck there
0: i definitely um, could have used that matchup that's for sure
2: Jeez. yeah honestly though <laughs> it's because of the 81 dollars stab which i will say really quick yeah uh was
0: a mistake. Oh, so yeah, you want to talk a little bit on the waivers. You want to talk a little bit about what I'll, happened the last I'll, I'll touch it. <laughs>
2: I'll touch it just
0: really quickly. Sure. So, man, have you ever been like backed into a corner and you feel like you're going to uh, die unless you just attack somebody? Mm. Um, I haven't, yeah. but the,
2: the closest <laughs> that I've ever been
0: to that is... What happened uh, last waiver?
2: I month? put forty one dollars Fab on Boston Scott forty dollars on the injured.
0: Oh uh, my goodness! Time,
2: uh, holy smokes! Uh, tell me, Parker, yeah, so, tell uh, me how
0: you got to the forty dollars on Avante real quick.
2: Oh, you know, yeah, that was it was <laughs> wild. So I think I was in a really desperate spot, and those were two players that I think had a lot of potential for that week. And I knew I needed a win, like I just I needed to win this past week. And honestly, Boston Sky got me five points, and Devonte Parker was on my IR. So uh, yeah, the Devontae uh,
0: injury was brutal.
2: I think that it was it was truly the burnt offering of Fab <laughs> that really honored. Um, oh man, the, yeah. Uh, lowercase G.
0: Yeah, all right, all right. Um, <laughs> yeah oh it's so funny dude yeah too um, bad Ed hates me well uh, he definitely does yeah he's definitely been riding you all season long with J.K. Dobbins the like, the likes of Devontae Parker after you spend that much money on him it definitely was a yeah. uh, it was, that was good content for the league I appreciate you doing that for everybody
2: you got it yeah and honestly like I, I just had to switch something up and just go crazy I'm very conservative with my fab but whenever I spend it I spend it um
0: and you are conservative with your fat. You're
3: absolutely right.
2: Necessarily, but um, I think the 81 fat burnt offering, the rebranding, yes, yes, um, winning the trade. Honestly, there's, there's some things happening. Yeah,
0: honestly, the
2: organization showing some life after a really dormant season. Mm-hmm. I'll
0: say. Yeah, what I'm thinking is that maybe the gods will just not see the rebrand and they'll just continue to pour on the blessing like they have been with Luke. And you will just oh receive goodness. what "Chilling with My Homies has essentially been, you know, receiving the oh, last wow. couple of weeks. And honestly, they'll maybe they'll miss it. You know what I mean? I wonder if they will,
2: because it was a full rebrand. I changed the lettering a little bit on "Chilling with My Homies. Wanted to put my own spin on it, but yeah, he can't really it. mess with the La Marvel Cinematic Universe because I think it's at the maximum.
0: The uh, maximum the character. character. So
2: I think he's actually <laughs> screwed. They're yeah. gonna see that and be like,
0: "Oh yeah, this guy." Oh yeah, this Let's guy. Co- he just needs Let's to change. Let's continue to ruin his. Yeah, season. he needs to change his image. He's got a, he's got the bad image though. He's got the wrong uh, the wrong branding. Like he needs to update uh, his image. You updated your image immediately, which is going to be in favor of you moving forward. Whereas, yeah, Luke has yet to do that. So. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Man, well, we'll look forward to that. Uh, as we kind of wrap up our conversation here, anything that you want to leave the Fight Club League members with as you kind of go into this matchup with Evan. Obviously, there's been a lot of trash talk already in your all's matchup. Yeah. Anything you want to address or say? Um, Just really love being a part of this league. Isn't it great? It's so awesome. Yeah, it's it's great to be able to just have community in this way, in a fun
2: way. Also, Evan S, uh, right after he blasphemed mm. um, oh, uh, yes. and and left Fab in his wallet, mm-hmm. uh, like Ananias.
0: I mean, honestly, a great comp. If I if I do say so myself, a great comp.
2: That was crazy.
0: I literally read uh, it and laughed out loud. It. It so it's so so good. It's so good. It's, it's it. but. I will say, uh, Justin
2: Tucker missed a field goal somehow, and that man is automatic. So
0: yes, he is. You're right. Right now, things are looking nice yep we've got uh we've got uh we're this is at around 9 a.m on a thursday so we're we're in the middle of the thursday game. 9 a.m., man. It's 9 p.m. Man. sorry 9 p.m sorry i'm i i'm a couple bourbons in already not really um but gaskin <laughs> to a uh three carry three yard start is not necessarily what you want to see and yeah but justin ah. tucker though one for two is exactly what you want to see baltimore's defense is, is doing well against miami yeah, we'll see so. gaskin
2: uh gaskin had a lot of work last week i think he went over 70% snap share so hopefully we see that same uh success this week while also balancing the success of the Baltimore Ravens defense it's always interesting when you have an offensive player going against your defense that's plugged in because you want your offensive player to pop off but only that player and then the remainder of the team it is
0: it is is a very very tough line to walk but um, you find yourself there I, I, I wish you all the best I wish the fantasy gods uh, will bless you uh, over your period wow. o- over your matchup with Evan um, actually I think I have Evan picked in the pick'em I actually cannot confirm that that's because good news. I have that's my- good
2: news if you picked him
0: that's Yeah. <laughs> shut up <laughs> honestly I've been on a have been on a rip last last couple times so um, but yeah man uh, thanks for hopping on the pod I'm gonna let you go and uh, and get to our conversation with Lucas next okay
2: Sounds good. Tell Luke I
0: say hey. I will give him your best and tell him uh, that you said thank you for the trade. Of course. Awesome, Griffin. Appreciate right. you, man. Talk to you later. Yep. All right. Joined on the podcast with the likes of Lucas. Lucas, welcome to the Pump Fake Podcast, man. It's happy to have you a part of the show. You've got the uh, you've got the league's ear, man. Anything you want to say to him?
1: Well, I appreciate you having me on. Uh, Fight Club League, eight and
0: a half. It's an honor and a privilege. Yeah, they're all they're all um, hating and hollering for you for sure. They're very excited. Um, they're,
1: they're great. What a crowd. What a crowd.
0: Bunch of little uh, kids, believe it or not. Bunch uh, of little kids.
1: I that my interview comes after Griffin. I think that makes me the ninth of the 12 members come on the pod this year. Not that I'm counting. Um,
3: Is that I, true? Just, you know,
1: it's fine. It's fine. It's, I'm not upset. Is uh, that... uh, just, uh, let's, yeah, okay, here we go.
0: Number nine. Uh there's yeah, no it's, way. Number nine. That's it's not, right. it's not twelve. There's no way because like I I wouldn't even said there was nine. I would have said me and Patrick one two, so we're on the podcast. Right. I would have said that if we had invited if you had told me that we had invited on seven other members, I would have said BS. I would have called BS on that.
1: I could be wrong, but I know we got Davis, Eric, Connor, that's uh Shaq.
0: Shacklet has been on. You're up Okay, yeah, uh, very quickly that adds up. <laughs>
1: um Okay.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, we it's we can fine. get into that. Who's Cam? Yeah, yeah, no, but I, I mean, honestly, like I'm slowly sitting here. I was like, I don't remember inviting too many people on the podcast. So I mean, if we're up, has, eating, even even mentioning those sure. four people, so that's that's enough for me. It's fine. We're good. Anyways, uh, <laughs> but yeah, moving on. Um, so here's the thing, Lucas. We're we're excited to have you on the league, the uh, the Pump Fake podcast. I mean, you know. This little dilly that we do, uh, we try to cover the hot topics, we try to cover the things that are going on around the league, and the primary of which being the the trade that happened between you and Griff. I do want to address this and also get your thoughts on a few other topics. You are correct. Sure. You are on the back end of this uh, uh Griff is already recorded and I'm gonna put you guys back to back on here, but <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to yeah, I mean, dive right into the trade and get your thoughts on what was happening. Again, we have conclusions at the end of me and griffin's talks as to what might have been going through your mind but we want to we want to hear it from the horse's mouth so go ahead and tell the league just to share the details one more time we've got a trade of the primary pieces being lamar jackson for patrick mahomes uh, the lucas organization obviously getting frustrated with the outing from patrick mahomes it's time to let him go and he gains along with lamar jackson kenny galladay and zay jones which is a, a scrub piece if you will but gives away odell beckham jd mckissick and again Mahomes, so walk me through this transaction, how did it start, who initiated it, and uh, and how you got to this conclusion here.
1: Sure, yeah, so I'm the one who initiated it. Um, I think my initial text was, I can't believe I'm saying this, but would you want to do something along the lines of Mahomes for Jackson?
0: Sounds all uh, familiar, definitely the way that you have started a few with these, like you literally start out in a humble position as always, you're just like, I might be an idiot, but yeah. <laughs> like... I just, I've, I've never had Mahomes excited
1: and for the first like six or seven weeks i can't know for sure but like it was awesome like i would have down weeks and my home just like i got you i'm just gonna throw five touchdowns i'm like oh this is amazing and then the last three weeks um i was i've been watching the chiefs games and it's like i think something's broken here (laughs) like (laughs) yeah seriously it's it's the craziest thing like they're just playing these deep safeties Enforcing everything underneath, which would they, I mean, last year, if you watch the Chiefs, they did so much dink and dunk and they just shredded people on these long 12 play drives. But for whatever reason, their offensive line gets a holding penalty on every single drive. Right. They're having, Mahomes is just, he puts so much heat on the ball. So if he's just barely off, they're just flying off people's hands. Wow. And they're just, their long drives are not sustainable this year for some reason. It's just over the last three or four games. um, Yeah. My thought process was: I've got a lot of players who are willing, or who are have high floors but also high ceilings, who can have blow-up weeks for me. Right. Some like Taylor, Saquon, Metcalf. Like I know what I got in them. Yep. I can't have a quarterback that's going to kill me. And the fact that I'm sitting here looking at Mahomes and him getting nine points and like how is Patrick Mahomes the reason
0: I might lose this week? Yeah, that's uh, so crazy.
1: <laughs> it, it's it's so stupid. Um, So I started looking because I I was looking ahead. And so five of his next seven matchups are against teams um, that if you look on the sleeper app, they're in the reds.
0: Yeah, Yeah, not the greatest matchups for sure.
1: Bad matchups. And then on top of that, he still has his bye week left. So six of the next next seven weeks, um, I'm either not playing him or have a bad matchup. So there's – I fully recognize there's a – decent chance he comes out in Sunday Night Football and just scorches the earth, and I, it's a bad trade immediately. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, so the, the I, trade I, already has got you in the uh, in the in the neck like, they've already said that Griffin's won the trade. It's five by eight votes, so it's it's by a hair, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing. It's like, everybody knows. Like, everybody's like, ah, they'll, the Chiefs will kind of pick it up. Now, we've been saying sure. that for three weeks now, so it's kind of like, right. I mean, we've been saying it for actually the whole season. It's like, ah, oh, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. But I mean, sometimes you just got to cut your losses. So, yeah, you're definitely at that point. And so what are you seeing in Lamar Jackson moving forward that you're like, I'm going to target this piece versus maybe alternative pieces like Josh Allen or whatever. I mean, there's plenty that you could have gone after.
1: Yeah. So when I was looking at Jackson, I mean, he's the number three quarterback on the year. Um, His bad performances are usually mid-20s, and his good performances are going to be like 40 to 50 when he just goes crazy running the ball. His, yeah. his rushing baseline just makes it where he's such a reliable player and still has the upside. Um, and weird enough, it seems like this year they've been a lot more willing to pass the ball. Every other year, it's like he's throwing 20 passes a game at most, but he's yep. actually kind of been slinging it some this year Yep. Um, and connecting on some of these big plays with Marquise. So I just, I feel like, and he has some decent matchups coming up as well, and he's already passed his by. So I, I was looking around. I just thought that, so Griffin, I felt like, was the best trade partner for me on, in one sense. Um, and also, I, like Jackson, just I think is he has the best playoff schedule as well as, like, high upside. Right. Um. So I knew that McKissick is a good player, but it's so hard for me to put him in my lineup because he could get me 13 or he could get me two. Right. Um. And it, you would think it'd be like, oh, well, tough matchups. They've they got to pass the ball to catch up. Sometimes he still gets, like, three points at those. So it's just so unpredictable. Yeah. Um, and then Odell I, it was like I could lose a really valuable piece here I could also lose somebody who I wish I had cut three weeks ago Exactly. So, <laughs> and, and I know that Griff needs the upside so I'm like hey he's rumored to the Packers he would be awesome as, as a wide receiver too for Rodgers here you go yeah.
0: How does that so, so you already knew about some of the allegation stuff about Odell or all that like kind of the, the rumors were going already during the trade is that correct?
1: They actually, so when we first started the trade, they hadn't. And then we went back and forth with several different options. And as we were discussing, the Packers stuff came out, and I was like, well, I threw in, like, well, how about Odell? And that was kind of what kind of completed it, really.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, by you even saying that, I mean, the reality is that, yeah, targeting Griff, you see the upside. Okay, so, and I get that because, I mean, one of these things that he even pointed out on his section and that we'll all listen to and, you know, kind of – We'll digress to the mean of both of you guys, which you guys have said is that Jamie JD McKissick for his bench means a whole lot more than yours. And so the reality sure. is that you're able to give him away with a piece with Odell, who, again, is just, I mean, I mean, a headache to have on a team, but a lower team like him is going to have the upside of like, Hey, I can plug him into my flex and actually be more positive thinking versus somebody like you who has a pretty high floor already. And Odell's yeah. taken off of that. So yeah, all that to say is that you've got a stack team to put say the least. And so to secure a high floor quarterback with boom upside of what we just saw last week with a forty point ducket is definitely what you want to do moving forward. Giving away pieces like, you know, JD and Odell come at the cost, but I think it's worth and again you would obviously agree with this because you did it, but it's easy to look at I need to win the trade versus I just need to improve my team. And so right. losing the trade by a hair, mind it, like, again, Patrick Mahomes could have 50 this week or whatever, but true. even then it's like having Lamar on your team, losing the trade, quote-unquote, but gaining an asset for your team moving forward that makes you better. Again, saying about to Patrick Mahomes, it's hard to say that that's better, but in this season that's definitely come to be true. So,
1: Yeah. And ultimately I came to the conclusion that if Patrick Mahomes figures it out and he just goes off, I still got the number three quarterback on the season of my team. If That's he true. doesn't figure it out, then I easily
0: won the trade. So, and if he and figures it, it out, like it you've definitely done a good thing by shipping Patrick Mahomes into not a playoff picture because he will not true. be, true. he's not going to be yep. scorching it up against everybody going towards the championship. He's going to be scorching it to keep him out of a toilet or out of a, right. out of a jiggy suit. So definitely two right. things there. The league appreciates you shipping him off to somebody like, uh, <laughs> like Griffin. So, I mean, right. Oh all, all, Yeah, definitely the right piece, definitely the right trade. It's uh, it's just good, man. You just want to get some of the some of the breakdown there. So that's that's solid. I like it. I like it. Yes, sir. I want to get your thoughts on a few other things while I've got you, just to kind of really you know milk you for all your worth as far as a podcast goes. Because again, I am writing solo dolo. Um, yes, sir. <clears throat> here's the thing. Okay, there was a uh, there was a thing that happened. Uh, and there's been a couple of things that happened over the waivers these last couple of weeks, one of which being overspending. It uh, it does happen. It occurs to the best of us, sure. Um, and so I wanted to get your thoughts. There was a dumping of a – I'm pulling it up here. I want to try to figure this out. There was a, a dumping of Tony, the New York Giants wide receiver. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you remember, there it is. I found him, Kadarius Tony. Uh, was bought for a ripe forty-one dollars, and so just want to get your opinion on Daniel Jones, the New York Giants wideouts uh, in general, and what you think might have been going through Alex Cook's mind whenever he bought a forty-one dollar wide receiver who then proceeded to dump on his face with five point one points, a uh, not play five point four points, and a one point three point, and then going into his bye week decided to say goodbye. Any any um. Any insight for a Kadarius Tony owner?
1: I mean, it was wild when he did it. Yeah, I mean, I think all of us looked at him. Even when Connor came on the pod before, he's like, "I'm not sure I've seen someone drop 40 plus on a wide receiver like that." Yep. Uh, and I mean, I know he was a rookie, and he had like he had a big game. He scored almost 25 points. Yep. Um, and then he got hurt right after, so it's like, well, maybe he'll get healthy and come back like you said it's
0: Daniel Jones, it's, Jones. it's Daniel Jones it's the New York Giants like come on right so I don't know it, it was bizarre when he spent that much money
1: on him in the first place I mean I, I thought he was a good player to pick up maybe for like $15 $16 but That's,
0: yeah it's the way like well, we all yeah <laughs> and
1: I, I will say I'm surprised that since he had such an investment that he went ahead and just dropped him outright because I mean if he gets healthy and the other receivers don't he still could be valuable like high volume guy right um but yeah, I don't know. It's just when they are healthy, that that wide receiver core is so crowded. Which I got Galladay. Um oh, yeah. And so he is probably the fourth wide receiver option on my team. Yeah. And like, it's just if everyone else is hurt, I know I can play him. If not everyone else is hurt, he'll be on my pitch. So <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Like, it's just I have no faith in any of the Giants wide receivers. I don't. I never understood
0: it. Yep, I completely agree. I will say one thing from a from fantasy football's perspective. Been playing for a lot of years. I know you have to. I was really looking for. Galladay to really piece it together. So for him to be the dud that he is just because yeah. of a lot of reasons, obviously injuries, but uh, but also being on the Giants, I just don't feel like Bold's well for anybody's career, personally.
1: It's it sucks because even watching the games, like he's a good player and he gets open and Jones either just doesn't look at him or just throws a bad pass. And it kinda yeah. started to get going, and then he got hurt, and it's like, Well, there you go. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Um, I did want to also talk on i wanted to get your what was the listen i'll just put you out right here um we don't make many transactions with Evan S because they're hard to do uh that is a fact. so the fact that you gave van jefferson away for nothing i just wanted to get the the how that <laughs> how that happened and i mean obviously it looked like Evan S was just wanting to again sacrifice him to the gods which again we're all benefiting from the comment from the uh the content that is evaness's prayers to the fantasy gods lowercase g but how did that conversation go did it just go like hey can you give me van jefferson and you were like yes or was it like one dollar so was. Or- like, I, me
1: and evan have <laughs> joked whenever i picked up van jefferson a couple weeks ago he immediately sent me an offer for like a dollar fab for him and i said you cannot quit van jefferson <laughs> <laughs> and, and so whenever uh the Rams signed obj i was like well jefferson's the Option now, he's barely hanging on being valuable before he's nothing, yeah. So, I sent in the group me, anybody want Ben Jefferson just sarcastically, yeah. And Evan said something, so I sent Evan a trade for a dollar, and he's countered with an offer for nothing. And I was like, just, I, cause I was
0: just joking as it was, I was like, right. that's freaking hilarious. That's not yeah. See, thing. I don't even know how you put that in there, like, literally zip, zilch either. nada to even be a thing. I was like, how did this even happen? So, yeah, that's uh
1: being goofy more than
0: anything so i mean obviously this has got collusion written all over it you understand that correct
1: (laughs) (laughs) so if he wins this week and it's miraculous and from obviously from the gods then yeah i can be to blame for that yeah you can you know what you can take the rest of my fab
0: you can have it just take it yeah just burn it at the stake yeah absolutely (laughs) that's um that's so funny dude that's yeah definitely so you definitely probably gonna drop him anyway so at least giving him to evan to um to at least sacrifice to the lower to the to the lowercase G gods is <laughs> very funny. Um, so yeah, that's a uh, that's the uh, that's the content I wanted to con- uh, cover with you, just as far as normal, just transactional stuff. I want to I want to kind of transition here. Um, I don't want to keep you forever, and I don't no, want this podcast to last forever. But I want to get your thoughts on. Here's the thing i'll tell you this the, the the fight club league is very happy to have you you're you're a you're a great fantasy football mind and where our ceiling is raised by adding you to the to the um yeah to the lineup what i'll say is i just want to apologize for our league um the waiver wire stuff i mean honestly we have no we have no rhyme or reason i mean I, we're, we look like just a bunch of idiots out there you know like i i mean i'm sure for you and davis coming into this league and just being like Oh, this guy just spent eighty one dollars or just spent forty one dollars or just spent freaking forty or sixty dollars on this person. I just want to apologize for the league. Uh, you know, it's not <laughs> it's not our intent to look like idiots. It just happens. Um, you know, and so I I I got nothing else to say other than I, I wanted to apologize for some of the, the belittling moments in the Fight Club League, but wanted to get your take overall, being a part of the Fight Club League. I know you said before that we seem to have a lot of knowledge about fantasy football and we seem to be okay from the, from the grand scheme of things, but yeah, just your, your overall thought about the fight club league, anything, again, you want to kind of talk to the league about, say to some of the guys from a, a league perspective, anything that you've seen by being in the league for the last nine, 10 weeks, anything that you've, you've been able to point out and see as a, uh, I don't know, something that sets this league apart from the others.
1: Yeah. So I'd said at the beginning of the year, um, that this league the fight club league is probably top to bottom of the most educated fantasy football crew.
0: You really think so? Of. You really think so?
1: Yeah. And and the reason is is like the worst players in this league care a lot. And they are like fully invested. They're making waiver wire transactions. They're actually like have an understanding of like what's going on and doing deep dives on stats. Whereas like so for instance, I'm in another league somebody they can um, remain. They can remain nameless. They can remain. A few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, somebody just dropped Game Robinson today. Um, a totally separate league. This is a different league. Somebody dropped Chris Carson.
0: Oh, good. Uh,
1: <laughs> someone dropped Keenan Allen on their bye week they had been like, it's in, in in both of those leagues, like eight or nine out of the ten people are great fantasy football players, but there's there's almost always a dud, right. and there's no duds in this league, like. Top point. to bottom, we're
0: good that's a so, that's a strong point i'm i'm holding on to my fab for that one idiot move that somebody makes but yeah it doesn't seem like it's going to be happening anytime soon so
1: right yeah it, i don't think it's going to unless it's an accident so no. I've, I've enjoyed being in the league um i think the like the, the commentary in the group is hilarious um yeah, we like, definitely have some some characters um that's the, the rise and fall of Evan S is one of my favorite storylines in recent memory.
0: Oh, here's um, the thing though. Here's the thing. It happens every single season. Happens every single season. Without, with, without, without hesitation, happens. It is automatic that Evan S is going to get super high on something and just absolutely just blow the group me up and tell everybody how he is like the second coming of Jesus. And then he comes back to normal and like we all begin to discuss like, is Evan S actually a good fantasy football manager or is he just all talk no bark? Or uh, no bite So Happens every single season At
1: the beginning of the year You uh released the Like all time Wins and losses Versus every team Everybody's ultimate Win and loss record Yeah And I was going through that And I was Evan's win percentage Was like 30% The oh, way it's... he talked Before I knew that I was like He has to have like Been in the playoffs Contending every year I'm like How does he suck so bad And have so much arrogance <laughs> It's
0: incredible So I much arrogance you. So much arrogance against
1: you. Your personality Just
0: makes me laugh Every yeah. time Yeah <laughs> it's so funny, dude. Oh man. It's so great. But, yeah. But no, I I've really enjoyed the Fight Club League. Um
1: it, it's been good. The fact that we have a podcast every week is incredible. Um it's, people it's, love doing power rankings. Yes, so like yeah, it's God. been it's been great. It's everything you can want out of a out of a fantasy football league.
0: Yeah, we're, uh, I will say, I mean, it's a labor of love, this podcast. I, I hate it with every fiber of my being, but uh, but here I am, uh, 10 o'clock on a Thursday night, doing what I can. So um, it's been a humbling season for me from a podcast perspective. Evan S. called me out in the group, me. He's like, hey, your your elitism needs to be shut down, and I couldn't agree more. So I've learned a lot. So that, 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 <laughs> that definitely has been shown on me. So, uh, well, sweet. We're happy to have you. I'm gonna let you get back to life. I'm gonna let you get back to relaxing and not doing a podcast. And um, appreciate the time. Appreciate the chat. Anything else you want to tell the guys?
1: No, I, I think I'm ready to rock. I'm looking forward to this final stretch. I think we got five or six games left in the season for playoffs. And looking forward to it. Can't wait.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, I wish you all the favor and all the luck against everybody but me. Hope it's hope it goes sure. well. All right. See you, buddy.
1: Appreciate it. Talk to you later.
0: I want to move into our waiver segment as best i can not a whole lot of activity happened here but i did want to make sure that we covered it as there was not any um belligerent action that took place so with that i did want to address a few things as i kind of thumb through it here and you guys listen to me kind of process but uh but it looks like yeah top bid was uh three dollars for fear myth um but marking room, the big pickup honestly the waiver wire just kind of the value that he adds in the situation where Alvin Kamara is out is uh, is a great steal for Patrick P at $2 over everybody else going in for zero. Davis B, Evan S., and Luke, Luke S. So, big value grab there for P Sweeze that uh, we didn't really have a whole lot of context for prior to. So, a steal there of sorts. Um, looked like a lot of people were interested in the Titans D, which Davis Barrios was about able to. Snuff out. We see the drop from Luke Poo as we just got done with the trades. Lucas does drop Zay Jones as just a waiver piece, like we just discussed before. To take a take a bid on Jordan Howard, interesting. Uh, and and then we see that there uh, was some. Actually, I wanted to follow this down with uh, Jacoby Brissett. Um, actually, I apologize. That was absolutely nothing. Uh, Davis Barrios pickup for Mike Davis, dropping Brissett. I thought Brissett went for a lot more, but I, I I am mistaken. And then a Devontae Freeman pickup after watching what he did um in Baltimore, it looked like P. Sweeze was also bidding on him, but had too many players because he had secured the bag. So honestly, not a whole lot happening on the waivers. There's a couple moves afterwards. Kevin picked up uh picked up Brandon Bolden. See how that goes. Dropped Carlos Hyde, and then we see the. Well, that's really all that we really see in the waiver wire. So, uh, I mean, to be brief and to be swift, nothing really happened this time. Nobody overspent, but we did talk enough with uh, with the likes of Griff to acknowledge what happened in the previous week's waiver wire. also wanted to notate that Kamiya Cook, uh, Tony, back on the wire. So a brilliant, brilliant bid of $42 by Kamiya Cook to go ahead and pick up the amazing Giants wide receiver, Kadarius Coney, Tony, who had a – Great game week five against Dallas and their poor secondary, uh, but then continued to crap the bed like all of us predicted. So, really good shat of the bed there by Kalmia Cook. Looking forward to really analyzing in the past over the course of this season how people have just lit fab on fire. Hopefully, that will refine the way that we do business on the waiver wire and make us better for years to come, honestly. But definitely the most reckless waiver wire activity that I have seen in my history of the Fight Club League has occurred for this season, for sure. So, that's all I've got for the waiver wire. Let's move on to the next topic. Yeah, so want to get into our
2: headlines.
0: And talk about just a few things here. There's not a whole lot to discuss. Uh, One of which though, that caught my eye, Um, and again, maybe I'm just an idiot, Uh, Many people would assume that to be true, but I don't know. I noticed something with Davis. I wanted to bring this up uh, just because, again, it caught my eye the move that he made uh, for Jacoby Brissett. Okay, now this was uh, performed on, I want to say, it says four days ago, so if I'm looking at a calendar here, looks like pulling it up now. Four days ago this was performed on Sunday, so this was back to the wire, uh, went ahead and dropped Brissette and for $0. And I just wanted to, I guess, bring to the attention of the league a very interesting thing. I mean, he put down $0 on Jacoby Brissette, dropped to a tie of a low, took a low, and Davis got him, but Kalmia Cook put in a bit of $0. And so I'm just playing this through in my head in a scenario where you know, Jacoby Brissett is taken or stolen by Kalmia cook. It does. It does steal essentially a starting QB for Davis. Now I bring this up and I think there's a lot more that can go into this. So Davis, by all means, correct me if I am wrong, but I just was impressed with Kalmia putting a, well, Alex putting a bid on that and potentially stealing. It would not have mattered in the week nine matchup because he ended up losing by, north of twenty something points. But it was just interesting to me with uh, with no with Brady on a buy and spending a Sunday bid of zero dollars to get your quarterback, you know, it 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 paid off because he won the bid, but a tie, whoo, makes me sweat just a little bit, you know what I mean? Um but yeah, just wanted to catch that and notate that. There was a there was another thing I wanted to discuss. Evan oh! Evan S and the prayers on the group me so as I dive in here I, I just love seeing it honestly I'm a big fan of the the prayers prior to especially on a Thursday Evan has gotten away from this and for those reasons he has found himself in a skid of sorts if you will being being minus four losses Uh, I, again I wouldn't know what that's like being uh, on the verge of six straight losses but how the mighty have fallen. Uh, me and no, oh, no. I apologize. Me and S are both five losing streaks in a row. It is honestly brutal. It's a hard place to be, but the prayers, nonetheless, uh, I really do believe are heard by the gods, especially going into the Thursday matchup. So for him, hoping that a Justin Tick- Tucker outing is is bountiful uh, is is what he's hoping with this. But you just see, you know, you just see the remorse. You see the the humbled perspective. Of an evidence, you know, presenting himself before the gods humbly and making a, even a, a sacrifice, whether or not it is proper or not is up for debate of dropping, you know, the the Van Jefferson trade piece. But I um I just wanted to acknowledge it. You know, I think that Evan has been humbled, and that's really what this league wanted to see. And so maybe his league turns it around. I pray against any. And I join in his prayers against anybody who goes on a six lose streak. No one deserves that. No one deserves to do that. So I I, I hear Evan S. and I say the odds could not possibly, could not possibly possibly allow a six win streak, or a six lose streak to occur. So for me and you both, brother, I am hoping for better days as we go into uh, week ten in your matchup for Thursday. So just acknowledging the prayers really really like that content thanks for bringing it evan and uh let's let's move on to the the next topic. let's get into a little bit of the uh review from last week really excited to talk about this because it was absolute garbage um no there's a lot of good stuff to discuss here so As I dive in, I want to go ahead and start with the matchup that I have the most foresight on, and that's the matchup between me and Patrick P. Um, And Patrick P. just snuffed me out at a 115 to 106 score. The reality is that this is just poor management. The reality is that we were fighting to get to the 120, and I very easily could have done Done that had I not gotten myself sucked into the uh, Jacoby Myers uh, sinkhole that was 1.3 points. Could have played Mooney for 19. Could have played Devontae Smith for 20. Just an absolute, just an idiot. And to be 5-0 is true punishment. I hope that none of you guys experience this, but it has been brutal. I am not in a great place. Luckily, uh, my daughter is getting older, and playing and being with her has become more enjoyable. So... All that to say is that life is balancing itself out, but you like to think when you have a Nick Chubb outing of 30-plus points that you're going to take down the W. Again, my ability to stream a quarterback is uncomparable to anyone else. Uh, I stream the worst quarterback almost every single week, it feels like, so good riddance. And to go up against a team that also did not score 120 points and still lose is a travesty. Keeping your eye on Kelsey, he's still the number one tight end in the league, But you just worry about the Chiefs' offense as a whole, am I right? You know, solid outman's, solid outings from Kamara, Uh, Patterson continuing to do his thing. Now ranked the number seventh quarterback or seventh running back in the league, absolutely devastating. And then again, to note, Patrick did sick the Bears on me. Again, it did not matter much as there was about a half a point to be gained. But Allen Robinson and Khalil Herbert combining for almost well a little over ten points was enough to put me to bed. And that's brutal. It's the way that it is. And yeah, I uh feel like an idiot. So for all those keeping score at home, Ben definitely thinks he is an idiot. So there's that. The next matchup we've got here is Evan S versus Kevin Wallace. Okay. And Kevin Wallace able to snuff out another victory even though he had lost the previous week and being down and injured with uh, just, you know, you've got your, uh, you've got Derrick Henry on the bye or on the IR, and you've got James Robinson going down, but still managed to put together a victory over the wounded Evan S. team, Um, not so much wounded as much as just affected by the bye with DeAndre Swift and Antonio Brown, so definitely took a hit there. You you like to think that maybe Evan S finds a plug for David Montgomery, but it certainly isn't going to be over Aaron Jones, so can you blame him? I'm not so sure. In the flex, maybe. This was a close matchup. It was a matchup of about 10 points, so there was nothing that Evan S could have done to correct this loss, but You know, you just got to look at superior management. Kevin has really got his boys on track and they have, they show no signs of slowing down. Again, he is seven and two and on a win streak of one right now. It's just, he does have the number one wide receiver, so it's nothing to sleep on. And Dak Prescott didn't look like he was coming back to form in Denver, but you, you best believe that he's got a get right game coming up against Atlanta. So we'll see how his team does moving forward. And, Yep, I mean just an overall nice squad Picked up Robert Woods And is finally getting those targets With, I mean it seems as though When Kevin trades for somebody Or gets someone uh, It seems as though they kind of take off So the last, I mean Three weeks, 12 points 19.5 points, 14 points These are great outings from a flex piece That, you know, you add to the bench And then he added AP, sneakily So you you, you really gotta like What Kevin's doing from a management perspective He's got his guys in line and he's not afraid to tell him how to, how to play. So, round of applause for Kevin as we move on to the next matchup <laughs> Connor F versus Luke S. I had Connor in this matchup, another barn burner. Uh, the definition for barn burner, that gener- it was mentioned in a previous pod. You guys can go back and listen to it if you'd like. But yeah, huge outing from Herbert, 40 points almost, to a whopping 14 for Patrick Mahomes. Obviously concerned with the Lucas uh, organization with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, obviously, I saw this coming a mile away. I could tell that Patrick Mahomes just didn't have it this season, uh, you know, following the week two outing and the week three outing. But, you know, Lucas finally thinks it's time to part ways with uh, Mahome. So he he trades him, but a monster outing from Jonathan Taylor of 34, 35 points roughly, and and Devontae Booker playing well in the absence of, of Saquon Barkley. So, piecing together nice parts there. He he's, I mean, Lucas has been high on this run Renfro guy. He's been able to play him, plug him, and has got a solid floor out of him that continues to grow. I mean, a 14.4 outing from him, uh, his second best for the season, so a great outing from him. And you, you just, you know, even with a, a COVID outing of Zerline, zero points, you know, able to get the get the nod over Connor F who had a 10 point outing from the Las Vegas kicker Daniel Carlson. I mean, you just it's unbelievable. Uh you, you you like to think that there's better management out there doesn't let a kicker go into the COVID protocol and is able to find a plug, but you know, sometimes these things happen spur of the moment. COVID, guess what? It's a pandemic. It's still affecting us personally as you can see from this fantasy football score, but not, uh, not emotionally, because this is just another win. And the notch for Lucas is he knocks four straight wins in a row. He is on fire, sleeper is saying. So you got to look for Najee Harris to continue to produce at uh, number four running back for the season. Great, uh, great production out of him. Hopefully he's not too banged up. And just, in, uh, again, the the Chiefs offense, Hill with a 5.4. You look at his track record these last couple weeks. He had 21 last week. 9, 18, 11. I guess Connor can't be too concerned. 42 before that. It's just you would like to see more consistency out of Hill. So Hill becoming this boomer bust guy. Maybe not what Connor was hoping for out of that. But just a subpar play from the rest of his his companions. There's a 20-piece from the Browns that he could have potentially had. But who's going to find that against Cincinnati who's been playing so well? So all that to be said, a, a great matchup between the uh the Whitfield rivals there. Glad to glad to be I actually picked Connor F to win that one. So on the losing end of that. But regardless, we uh we we congratulate Lucas and we move on to our next matchup. As soon as I can find the applause button. Going into the Eric J. and Scruff McGruff matchup, uh, Scruff McGruff finds a win. I mean, honestly, gets him back to gets him to two and seven, gets him in the win column for the first time in a long time. Just edges this out by less than three points, less than two points. So very, very close. There's going to be a lot of things that could have gone right, could have gone wrong for each player. Uh, as I look through this again, this is just an absolute trap heap, trash heap of contestants and players. But Daniel Jones. I'm not going to really get it done for you, so 12 points. And, I mean, Eric called it. I mean, he said as soon as, obviously, I plugged this guy, obviously he's going to play absolutely terrible, so that's exactly what happened. Against Lamar Jackson, who is absolutely on fire with over 40 points, just an absolute uh, uh, canning, if you will, of the of the Minnesota Vikings. So play like an all-star. You got Gaskin, who, again, Griff mentioned earlier, with some solid touches and some solid work of uh, 20 Ooh, 20 carries and six catches, six for six. So you got to like the outing there where you really get into the slums here with this team is, and you still, you're like, how in the world did this person win was with chase Edmonds who did leave uh, with point four points. So an absolute devastating blow to a weak matchup and the Ravens with a negative one outing uh, against the Minnesota Vikings. So just, um, you know, you don't like to see anybody not put up one point. So it really, it really hurts uh, the, Infamous forty-one dollar waiver pickup for Boston Scott secured him a awesome outing of five points. So honestly, secured the bag with Boston Scott. Uh, you gotta, you know, you gotta pay for wins in this league, and that's exactly what Griffin did. That's exactly what he did. You know what I mean? So all right, eight and a half. I'm down. Here. I know it's a joke, but. Regardless, you know, Eric uh, J looking to make moves. Obviously, he's made a lot of roster moves and went ahead and removed uh, a couple of the pieces that were playing. Crosby, the Chiefs, Anil Jones, making all the right moves here, getting rid of the team that he was playing because they were absolute garbage. All of that outside of Michael Carter, Keenan Allen, and Justin Jefferson. You know, with this team, there's just no boom players. There's just not enough boom on this team to get it done. You, you like to think that you can find the stream from week to week at quarterback or potentially flex play to help get you over that hump. But uh, people like Jarvis Landry aren't just going to get it done, and Aaron Rodgers being on COVID protocol makes for a really hard time. Maybe moving forward, DeAndre Johnson's going to get some more time potentially with COVID, with uh, with Chubb going out and all that. So we'll see how this organization handles going back into the losing column at 4-5 and five for the season. But just missing this win, you you, you got to feel for Eric J., uh, after this matchup. But a, a congratulatory victory to the Scruff McGruff organization who is rebranding and making moves to make this not just a one-week thing, moving to make some changes. We'll see how that pans out over the next couple of weeks. We get into the Davis and Isaac matchup here. Um, again, as I mentioned before, some interesting roster moves by... Davis in lieu of the bye by Tom Brady getting Brissett in there just in the nick of time, coming a cook almost spoiling him, but again would not have mattered. Alas, there was a a discrepancy of eighteen, roughly nineteen points. So where does that points come from? Whenever you have a Josh Allen outing of thirteen point sixteen, you tell me. that Dalvin Cooks obviously gonna have his fourteen point four. Melvin Gordon man continues to put it together. I I I, I mean. Maybe I'm I'm just an idiot, but yeah, back to back eighteen point outings, so very very good outings there. And Thielen, you know, you, you don't like the seven point six, uh, but you do like the seven. You do like the seven targets, so you you stay with that. But a good defense there that was holding him up. And then I guess Hollywood Brown with you know sixteen point ten, so all those points for what's his name. Um, I'll tell you in a second. Lamar Jackson. They got to go somewhere. So I guess they're going a little bit to Hollywood Brown and, uh, and Isaac being the beneficiary of that. So, yeah, and I guess 18 points from the Patriots doesn't hurt anybody. You know, the Patriots defense able to essentially remove the first option as we all have heard from the footballers, you know, 13 points, 13 points, 18 points. Always helps in your defense to be able to get up into that 20, 25 point combination with your kicker. So huge outing from them. Helps Isaac secure the bag here. Uh, McCaffrey going to take some time getting into shape with 14 points. Diggs, uh, you know, it's been interesting watching Diggs perform. When I look at his stats, it's it's tough. I mean, he's right on the fringe of a 20 top wide receiver. Um, with his ceiling being a 19-point game. We all know that he's capable of more, but again, when Josh Allen has a 13.16 outing, it's, uh, it's hard to ask for much more than 11 points. Honestly, pretty awesome, uh, given the quarterback outing there. Waddle, producing for Miami, in some degree, 12.3 points. Uh, main thing that I want to look at here is the targets. Yeah, just an absolute target machine. Ten targets, eight receptions. So you've got to like that if you are Davis. You know, you gotta think though. Was Davis? Could Davis have possibly found the start for one of the best waiver pickups of all time with Elijah Mitchell, eleven point two on his bench? I mean, I know, I get it, I get it. Daryl Henderson, yeah, he's top eleven quarter, top top eleven running back. But I don't know, greatest waiver wire of all time. You get, you gotta consider it. And uh, can can you find the stream for Tim Patrick? Uh, I, I am I am doubtful there, so I, I don't give a hard time for that. So, all that be said, that's a, a solid matchup there. Again, a, a barn burner of sorts, under 120 points, but Isaac gets the dub. <laughs> Wrapping this bad boy up with Alex Cook versus Tiz. This is the Battle of the Alexes, and Tiz, man. With one of the only yeah the only outing over 120 points secures the W, uh, had a great outing from James Conner. Honestly, can't believe it. Almost scratched the 40-point ceiling. Just absolutely incredible. The dude is I'm not kidding you. Allergic to anything that is not the end zone. With the last three games or the last two games, two touchdowns apiece. This game he had five of five receptions for 77 yards and a touchdown. So two tutties. Um, actually I apologize. Three tutties. So last week, three touchdowns. The week before that, two touchdowns. The week before that, one touchdown. Only time he didn't have a touchdown was week one, two, and six. Every single time he's had a touchdown, and then two of which he's had multiple touchdown games. So this guy has just figured out how to get into the end zone, and the Cardinals are using him for that purpose, and that purpose alone projected 8.89 points and getting 40. Unfreaking believable. That is how you get to the 120-point threshold with outings from Mike Williams that are subpar under 7 points with outings from Gasicki at 7.4, which is actually pretty solid. Brandon Cooks, you know, he's had some high weeks, some low weeks, kind of stretching a midweek here at 8.6. But having an outing of 40 points for James Conner is really going to put you in position, even if your quarterback Matthew Stafford only gets 18.36 points. So he gets the victory over the Alex Cook. Well, Alex Cook shows that he is obviously the superior Alex in this group uh, as we'll we'll go to the matchups and have to confirm that. I'll have to do the stats later, the big data later. But man, just a, just a overall dud, just with a couple people on Cook's team, it's really going to essentially give him the loss here. You hate to see Tony with a 1.3 outing. You hate to see Lamb with a 3.3 outing. That's just going to take the wind right out of your sails. It's going to make, make it hard for you to compete. And you're saying it's not helping you with A three-point outing on defense. Leaves you stranded. Leaves you stranded. And it leaves you up a creek without a paddle. It's very hard. Mixon obviously had a great game against Cleveland. Uh, You wouldn't expect more out of Devontae Adams. But, man, just an overall tough outing. We'll see how Alex Cook responds uh, to being the inferior Alex in the Fight Club League. But I'm excited to see how he reacts and how he jumps back. So those are just a little bit of review. Um, Let's go ahead and move into... The next section. All right, quiet down. Eight and a half. They're they're anxious. They've been waiting for the pick'em segment for the duration of the pod, and gotta give the people what they want. So, I want to break down the pickems this week. Uh, I want to review real quick what happened last week. So, I've got all the docs pulled up here. Last week, there was a... Patrick was able to edge me out 4-3. to Uh, He picked himself. I picked myself. I lost that matchup. I selected Kevin. He selected Evan S. I won that matchup. He selected Luke S. I had Connor F. He won that one. And then we were both correct about Griffin Isaac and both wrong about Cook, which puts Patrick P. at a total of plus 3. Plus 3 for the season with five weeks to go, so got to make up some ground here personally, or I'm going to be eating the Pacquiao chips, so not excited about that. Um, With that being said, I want to go ahead and get into this week's Pick'ems. We went ahead and submitted them both together, so I've got the info here, pulling it up. Looks like in our matchup, primary one being between here. Let's start with myself going up against Connor F in the Week 10 matchup. So, heavily favored is Connor F. I plan on playing uh, what's his name? Russell Wilson. So, hopefully, that'll that'll bold in my favor as he comes back. But, it looks like in that matchup I have got myself and Patrick does have Connor. Connor. So, with that, uh, we, we zag just a little bit. I've got myself. Uh, there's, I mean, to try to go into some of the details, I, I just don't see myself losing six in a row. I think the chances of that happening are very slim. Obviously, Connor riding a win streak right now. Of, um, Actually, is he riding a win streak? Yeah, Connor, nope. We both lost. So I just think the chances of me losing six in comparison to him losing two in a row, that's just it, man. So I've got to go with that. And obviously, I think that Patrick is fairly correct with going with Connor here but just hoping for an upset and hoping that Tyreek Hill doesn't absolutely destroy me so that is that pick going into the next pick I went ahead for Evan versus Scruff McGruff me and Patrick both selected Evan Evan you have gotten our our blessing moving forward I'm sure that the fantasy gods have also given you their blessing. We hope that they do, as we both have selected you to win over Scruff, uh, not to be confused with Lucas with the rebranding of Chilling with My Homies. But well, we've got you winning, man. And I think primarily the big thing that I'm seeing here in this matchup is is honestly just better depth and overall uh, overall floor. You know, you gotta have some some big boom bus plays for your team. So I don't know. We'll see what happens, but for me and him both to have Evan S. in this matchup says a lot because we don't usually pick Evan. So having that confirmed for both of us is, I don't know, Evan's got to be doing something right. On to the next matchup. We've got Patrick P. versus Davis in this matchup. So Patrick has selected Davis. Likewise, so have I. It seems as though me and Patrick are on the same page as far as his win for a week. Win streak has got to come to an end. There's a chance that Kamara does not play. So, with that, and uh, and well, not really any by players, just seems that he's been going up against uh, a very good matchup with Davis. So, both of us selecting Davis in that matchup. So, a little bit of humility shown there by Patrick P on his four game win streak. The next matchup Eric Johnson versus Alex. I have selected Alex Cook. Patrick selected Eric Johnson. So he's zagged in this matchup. And a little bit into why I think this works. Um, I don't know. I just don't see Michael Carter putting up that many points. Uh, De'Anish Johnson might get the nod. Uh, Chubb could, I mean, post negative um, in his days leading up to the game and still play. So we'll see what happens there. Covid hasn't seemed to affect Aaron Rodgers from a from a personal standpoint, so he says. So we'll see if he has any lingering physical effects. But yeah, I don't know. I just uh, I've got Cook here. I've got Murray getting healthy, feeling better, better production from Josh Jacobs and Fournette overall than De'Ernest and Michael Carter and Devontae Adams. I mean, who knows? Maybe he has a great game against Seattle. You hope that he doesn't have the duds that we've seen from C.D. Lamb moving forward. And Kyle Pitts has been playing well, so. I don't know. Hopefully this... Uh, I think this might have been a stab in the dark for Patrick P to go ahead and slid his victory over me and honestly picking an outlier, but we shall see. We move on to the next matchup. Me and Patrick both selected Luke S. The rebranding has only gotten better for this team as he's secured a higher floor, as we've discussed, through the trades with Griffin and Luke S. So ultimately just a uh, an unmatched opponent. Uh, Tiz is up against a hot hand of four-win streak for... Lucas and only going to get hotter with the likes of Lamar Jackson being on his team so we will see if he can get the upset in that matchup it's going to take a lot out of Stafford and another huge outing out of Connor for that to happen I uh, I don't anticipate that happening so for those reasons we've got Lucas on the draw for our final matchup it looks like me uh, or Isaac versus Kevin I've selected Kevin Patrick has selected Isaac so in a in a perfect world I queen sweep and we even out the even out the whole entire deal here, but in that matchup, it's a uh, again they're tough. The reality is you'd like to think that when you look at these matchups, that teams are what they are now, right? That's not always the case. It comes down really really close to how you really just think someone's going to perform. Honestly, I think Dak Prescott is going to have a huge game against Atlanta. I think that it was an embarrassing outing uh, at Denver, and I think he's going to clap back. I don't know what Josh Allen's going to do against the New York Jets, but I do see them getting up early. And if he's not a part of a couple of touchdowns early, then that's going to be a lot of running game for the Bills and a lot of just drawing out the clock. So we'll see what Allen produces. But just that alone is enough to nudge me in the direction of giving it to Kevin because, again, these matchups are super, super close. So with that, that concludes our pick'em. It concludes the podcast and what we kind of put together. Again, uh, I – and to kind of wrap it up, been great doing it by myself. Not by choice, but... Uh, well, actually by choice, but not what I preferred. That being said, I hope that you enjoy it. I hope that it's everything that you want it to be and more. We produce this content just for, you know, for your enjoyment. So as you're driving to work, as you're listening to the AirPods, listening to the headphones at work, I hope that this is finding you well. A brief one nonetheless, so I give this to you. And then the in the in the beautiful beautiful words of my dear friend Patrick P um, what did he say tickle firm a beat we'll see you next week
1: the first of the bike club is you do not talk about-